Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Joining us right now is a political strategist and commentator for Young Voices. That's Sophia Hamilton. Sophia, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, I, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, what is What more do we know about this? Obviously, people have had the time now, it's been two days, to do their own research. My question, is this going to hurt Donald Trump in the polls at all? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I'm really not sure how the polls are going to come out about this. This is the fourth indictment that we've seen. It doesn't really seem that the previous three have really affected him. This is a bit more of a serious issue um, than at least two of the other indictments. So that could have an effect. But right now, I'm not really seeing a negative effect on the polls. But only time will tell. Um, He has about until August 25th to go into the court. I'm assuming it's going to be the same situation, spectacle that we've already seen when he was arraigned in um, Florida, in D.C. So I don't think it's really going to be anything too different there. Okay. This is obviously something everyone's following right now because we're talking about a former president, but there's 18 co-conspirators, including some of his top aides from his time as presidents. How how does someone like Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, uh, Sidney Powell, how do they get wrapped up into something like this? Yeah, so this is going back to Georgia's racketeering law. Um, It's pretty broad. It's pretty similar to the federal racketeering statutes. Um, But this law allows it, you have to show a pattern of people conspiring together. So that's where we get these 18 other individuals. And on top of the 18 individuals besides Trump, and those were people in his presidential staff, his campaign staff, um, his lawyers, There was also 30 unnamed and unindicted co-conspirators. So this is a larger group of people. But I'm honestly thinking that when you go, when it goes further on into the court proceedings, these high-level individuals like Rudy Giuliani, um, Mark Meadows, these people are going to be cutting deals with the DA just and giving more information to get some – to get out of trouble here, as much trouble as they're going to be in, possibly. Um, so we'll see how much they're actually affected by this litigation. Okay, so you're thinking they may speak up to cover their own butts and, and get some leniency. So you're thinking people like Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Mark Meadows, they could turn on Donald Trump and, and, and spill the beans if it means they're going to get less time or maybe acquitted. Oh, I can definitely see that happening. Um, Maybe not for Rudy Giuliani. We'll see about there. Um, But I can see that happening for Sidney Powell, Mark Meadows. Um, You know, this is is an over two-year-long investigation, so it's very in-depth. There's a lot of information that they've compiled, and I'm sure that these people will speak out to save their pride, their names, and from possible jail time as well, which not sure if that's actually going to happen. 
but just um, with these charges, there is potential for up to 20 years of jail time or parole. So we'll see what ends up happening there. So essentially, if Donald Trump were to get uh, convicted, uh, he could die in prison at, at 77 years old. There's a good chance he dies there. Yeah, I mean, the law, the Georgia law allows for up to 20 years in prison, but I highly doubt that would actually happen. I mean, he has very powerful lawyers, so I think they'd be able to get him out of any jail time. Money money talks. Money talks. You and I both know that, right? I mean, it, oh, if, for sure. if you can use money, throw that around, may, maybe it'll uh, you know just uh, get, get him out on uh, parole or, or whatever. Now, one thing that that kind of surprised me, and maybe you can shed a little bit of light on this, Sophia. Mark Meadows, he has filed, his team has filed to move the Fulton County election case to federal court. What? Why would he do that? Yeah, so that's actually pretty interesting. And we've seen this in a couple of the other cases as well. Um, but Donald Trump wants to move it to the federal case, um, to like a federal court system instead of in Georgia. Um, and that's going to be more favorable, favorable for him. Donald Trump has the potential to then be selected a judge, randomly selected a judge that he appointed. And so that could result in a more favorable decision for him. Um, we've seen that happen with the judge selections in Florida. So I think they're kind of hedging their bets there and trying to get it moved. Okay. Well, I was just, I, I was just curious because in my eyes, I would think that federal court would be harsher than state court, but uh, that that's just me thinking. But Donald Trump, I know, if he were to be convicted at the state level, that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that prohibits him from being pardoned if he's the president or if someone else becomes president, right? Yeah, so that's how um, this law specifically works in Georgia. The Georgia governor and uh, the president of the United States would not have the power to pardon him if he were to be convicted. I believe it would have to be, there's like a board of about five people that would have to come together and then be able to pardon him. But that would be obviously a much more difficult thing to get together. Okay. Now, what about some of these names that we don't know? Obviously, we know Donald Trump. We know Rudy Giuliani, Eastman, Powell, Meadows. But there's a lot of names that we've never heard before. Are those people, these you know, fake electors or, or people that they they roped in to help uh, conspire? I mean, what what role do some of these other no-name people play? Yeah, so we have some of the people like Ken Chesabro, that's um, one of the lawyers for Trump, and then we have the false electors, which, you know, I was having to Google these names when I was going through the indictment. So Kathy Latham, David Schaefer, um, these were people that were were – followed to get into be false electors and to go and pretend that they were being the elector slate for Biden. Um, so or that's at least what they're being accused of. So David Schaefer, for example, um, was the GOP chair of Georgia. So these are still big name people in the state and they're still important to the politics there, um, but they're not really on the national level, but they've been implicated as well. And they've been named in the indictment. Okay. So are they all going to face their own judges? Because I see that District Judge Steve Jones, who's an appointee of former President Barack Obama, he's been assigned 
to the Mark Meadows case, according to the court docket. So are they all going to have their own separate judges? or Because I would have thought, all right, there's 19 of y'all. You guys are all going to do this at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's actually a great question. I'm not entirely sure who's assigned to who. Um, I think there'll be a greater trial and then some more singular ones. Um, but all of these people are going to be get, coming in for questioning, for acquittals. They'll be there I think it's August 25th, so next week we'll see all of them lining up into court like we've seen with Donald Trump doing in the past. So I think we'll have more information soon on who their judges will be. All right, and only time will tell. Well, we really appreciate it, Sophia, and uh, we'll check back in with you as we learn learn more about this. Is there anything else real quick before we uh, go that you think is vital for our listeners to know regarding this latest indictment? Yeah, no, I think the most important thing is that we need to make our elections secure. We need to have confidence that our votes matter. And that's what we should be focusing on is coming up to the 2024 election, that we're all going out to vote and making sure our opinions are being heard. Yeah, and a a lot of people uh, right here in Ohio, for example, they they wanted to make sure that one vote equals one vote, not mm-hmm. my vote equals you know sixty percent. No, one equals one, one equals a hundred percent. Not you know any more, any less than that. And that's what democracy was founded on. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see what comes out of this. Sophia, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you.